You're listening to the already cancelled podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. We have some bad hombres here and we're going to get them out. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. Let's put a smile on that face. These allegations are false. Watch your profanity. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Already Cancelled Podcast, where we rant about social issues from our Christian perspective and look deep at life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My name is John, and I'm joined today by my esteemed co-host, Nathan. Nathan, how are you? I am doing well in this wonderful December. Oh, it's it's nice and cold out. We got a slight dusting of snow already. Nothing too big, though, and uh, it's it's a little nice. It's kind of cold. We're looking forward to, uh, at least I'm looking forward to that first big snowfall. Oh, I, yeah, I know. But you're also still working from home. You don't have to commute through Hey, it I had to, and I still love it <laughs> last year. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, and we just wanted to kick this episode off. Um, you know, this will be our last episode of the year. Uh, we'll take New Year's off, probably. But we'll be coming back strong in uh, January with you guys. We got some big things planned ahead. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for all of that. But uh, today we wanted to talk about um, two things that don't mix. And we all know there's quite a few things that don't mix. Uh, there's oil and water. There's uh, orange juice and orange juice and toothpaste. Bathtubs and toasters. Uh, yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> and uh, Christmas and politics. We're going to talk about those last two today. We're talking about Christmas and politics. And and typically in an, in any normal family situation when you get together for Christmas or even with friends, um, you may not all agree on your political views, and yet somehow or another it shows it, its ugly. It head. always comes back up, and uh, usually, what they say that uh, politics is not something to discuss in polite company. Um, however. This isn't polite company. This is our podcast. We have already been canceled, so uh, we're going to talk about it anyway. And, and we're going to give a little bit of tips as to how to discuss these issues and what to talk about, as also to own, make sure you're a speaker of truth and not just spouting something you learned on Facebook, okay? Yeah. Or the official news outlets without doing any research. Um, and we, we've actually done a bit of research here. Yeah, we've done a little bit. Uh, I think you've definitely... Um, looked into quite a bit of this more than I have. I've probably listened to over 27 hours of testimony, uh, uh, 24 to 27 hours. I'll, g- I'll give some break there, but then on top of that, at least, you know. Nathan's been uh, really paying attention to, you know, the fallout of the election so far. Um, so that's where we're going to kick things off. Um, it's been a while since we've talked politics on the podcast. It's been a while since we talked about the election. Uh, so let's let's dive into a little breakdown on the election um, and really what's happened so far, because um, it's still not really 100% who's won this election. Now, now, wait a minute. The Associated Press says blah, blah, blah. No, no. See, so here's here's where we differ on that. Um, and, I, and we both agree on this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll agree after you say something, but yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, maybe you can. Um, what we found out is that, and this is really unfortunate, the, the legacy news outlets in this country, so your Fox, CNN, MSNBC... Uh, Associated Press, and so on, New York Times, um, have come out and basically just called it for Biden, hands down, it's done, it's over, goodbye. Well, the unfortunate part about that is they're polarizing the country without actually sharing the facts, because when the facts do come out, they're going to say, holy cow, you know, this is not what was planned to happen, I mean, this is all a farce, blah, 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 you know, if... It happens the way we think it might. Okay, now we're not predicting the future. We're not. We're, we're kind of predicting it, but we're not saying 
That's 100% how it's going to turn out. Nobody really knows. It's 2020 after all. This is the year, like, we said this before the election ever happened. If Joe Biden were to win an election, it would be in 2020. This yeah. year has been unprecedented in every level. Yeah, it's, it's many would say, the pits or worse. It's but- been, yeah, it's, <laughs> well, yeah. So that being said, um, we all know the election happened. Uh, the Associated Press called the election for Joe Biden. The media called the election for Joe Biden. And then many states went on and certified results of the election, which is not typically supposed to be done unless all the legal challenges to the election for that state have been finalized. Well, they haven't been, okay? Now, there's an official day where electors cast their ballots, although in sometimes it can be postponed. That's not unheard of. Now, in this case, it didn't happen that way. All these states certified the election results. The problem is there was still ongoing litigation. There was still lawsuits moving up further in the court systems. Whether or not the evidence in those lawsuits is verifiable or true or investigated or even looked at is the question mark, okay? But in order for those lawsuits to be continuing on to make a difference in who the electors for that state are... These states have to send dueling electors. This hasn't happened and since 1960 between Nixon and Kennedy. Now, I can't tell you exactly how that situation played out. You can look in the history books and find out. Um, but that was the last time this happened. Now, that was, I, my uh, belief was only one state. In this case, there's multiple states. I believe, what is it, six or seven? Yeah, we have... At least five. Yeah, at least five. Uh, with, you know, the potential up to six or seven states with, you know, contested results. Um, and so, like Nathan was saying, the president-elect is not truly official until January 6th when the electors from the Electoral College, who have cast their votes already, it was this past week, those votes go to the Senate on January 6th to a special hearing presided by the vice president, in this case it's Mike Pence, and those votes will be certified uh, in the... Well, they're, they're already certified, they'll be opened, they'll which be, is the official count. Yeah, they will be officially counted in the Senate on January 6th when the official results of the presidency, uh, of the election, will be announced. Now, the interesting thing about that is Mike Pence will choose which... Um, electors to choose to open which like ballots if you will from the electors he's going to open and they are ballots they're sealed and so, certified mail ballots as, um, Nathan, as nathan was saying or sent by certified mail as nathan was saying we've had uh, this past week or so um the electoral college cast their votes in many states now in quite a few states where that was contested we had two sets of electors cast their votes so there's twice as many votes in those states as there normally would be. And a lot of the legislators of these states uh, disagree with how it's being handled by their secretary of states and their governors. Those are the two individuals who, like, certify and send, uh, they certify the votes, and then they say, okay, well, I, since, in this case, let's use um, Arizona, since uh, Joe Biden supposedly won Arizona based on the official vote count, even though the vote count is under question, then the Democrat electors would be chosen. They come, they cast their ballots. Well, in this case, it is being contested. I'm sorry, that's just true. Okay, you can look it up. There are court cases going through the system. And in that, what happened there is the electors for the Republican side of things said, now, whoa, 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 wait a minute. 
they cast their ballots and mailed them as well and sent them off. So there's two sets of ballots from the Electoral College in Arizona. Yeah. So those will go to the Senate and then it will be up to the Senate to decide which ones they want to count. Yeah, well, the, it's the head of the Senate. I believe it's a joint session of Congress when they open yeah. them. So both the Senate members and the House members either can be Zoom. I'm, sh- I'm sure there'll be some remote at Zooming or whatever you want to call it, WebExing in. And then there'll be some there. And the person who chooses which ones to open just so happens to be the president of the Senate, which is the vice president of the United States. In this case, that happens to be Mike Pence. In 2016, that was Joe Biden. Right. So... The interesting thing is they believe he will pick the Republican ones, okay? And even if he doesn't, and this is where it kind of gets interesting, the there has there has to be at least one member in the House and one member in the Senate who contest the results. And there are one, at least one member in the House and one in the Senate who have said, we will do that. So Mike Pence could pick all the Republican ballots, but these people contest. He could pick all the Democrat ballots too. Right. And they will, it can be contested, which it probably will be contested. Yep. And then it goes to an open debate. For how many hours? For two hours. Yep. Uh, we'll see if that actually gets followed or not. Well, it's in the Constitution. It's supposed to, but... <clears throat> uh, it doesn't seem like, you know, the Constitution is something we have to follow, you know, to the letter anymore. Yeah. Well. And then it will go to a vote. And the interesting thing is for the vote, it's the delegates um, from the specific state. So a delegates are the representatives and senators from a particular state. There's two senators for every state, and then there's more than one representative based on your population. They all cast their votes for, let's say, uh, in our case, we, you've been using Arizona, for Arizona. Okay, If the majority of those votes goes for Trump, that state counts as one vote for Donald Trump. So every state, no matter how many people, no matter how many representatives, no matter how many senators, which again is only two senators per state, no matter that, every state will have one vote. So um, after that is done, those votes will be counted and that person will be chosen. Whoever that ticket is will be chosen as president of the United States. Now, at this time, in, in you know... December here in 2020 that appears to favor um, Donald Trump based on how many representatives are Republican and so on. And there may be even states that change their votes that originally were a particular way. Now, the weird thing about this is I think they opened them on January 6th is the official day they opened and January 20th is the day either a new president and or former president is sworn in for new or continues as the old. They don't swear him in again. Um, they have a party, of course. But yeah, there's a there's a <laughs> lot of fireworks. You know, like the RNC. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's what we have found now. Ongoing litigation in the courts is still going on. There could be Supreme Court cases that actually get heard and should be heard. Yes, that was that was a big blow um, a week or two ago. Uh, Texas filed a lawsuit against, was it Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin, I believe. Uh, They were joined by 17 or 18 other states in this lawsuit. Missouri and others. uh, Claiming that um, they were, was it under the Fifth Amendment? Mm, Um, I'm not sure. There was was some um, statute somewhere 
that they could they had grounds to file this on claiming that due to the fraud in these other states they were being um what's the word disenfranchised disenfranchised the voters in their states were being disenfranchised because other states were not following their laws when conducting the election so that and it it mattered in this election it always matters but it it mattered in this election very much so and so that uh went before the supreme court and the supreme court unfortunately decided not even to listen to the case they said that they would would not rule on it yeah and that's and that really is a cry and shame because that's the only place states can go to file grievances against other states so not it would have been one thing if they'd listened to the case and said "Eh, there's not nothing there's you know there's nothing here yeah but they didn't even listen to it yeah which is very unfortunate because bad precedent yes very bad precedent so um, that, now, the interesting thing about that case is, and I'll add this real quick in here, is the Pennsylvania legislature, okay, so Pennsylvania, quote-unquote, was certified, okay, for Joe Biden. Uh, they have a Democratic governor and a Democratic secretary of state. But the legislator, legislative body there, House and Senate, in the state is very heavily conservative, meaning Republican. They are retooling the Texas lawsuit um, against their own state, and they're filing it and asking the Supreme Court to hear it. So they're retooling Texas's case, and the Pennsylvania legislature, uh, at least the conservative members of it, the Republicans, are trying to get the Supreme Court to hear it, and they're basically suing their own state, which is really interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I was aware of that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. Now, but, whether or not it's heard, I don't know. could be dismissed like everything else. But, but nonetheless, um, it's definitely been... An election for the history books. We thought 2016 was weird and crazy. Yeah, underdog story. Uh, it was it was crazy by, you know, it was, yeah. But this one, I mean, 2020, they're going to be making movies about this year. Um, yeah. I hope, I hope to watch, you know, like a B movie about the uh, killer wasps. Yeah. I think that'll be a fun one. It'd be good, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's been a weird year. Um, but that being said, um, for a lot of people, especially entering the Christmas season now, it's it's been a pretty, mar- pardon my French, it's been a pretty crappy year. Like a lot of people um, may have lost loved ones uh, or may have sickness in the family or may uh, be afraid. They've been unemployed. Right. Um, you know, Their Christ- states are on lockdown. Christmas this year is going to look different for a lot of people. Um so in in much of the sense, it's a very dark year, and it's not unlike though when the Romans ruled um, Israel. Yeah. The Romans were tyrannical rulers; they were not nice. So you know, if we look back two thousand years, a tyrannical, overreaching government um, and a people you know without hope is not new in the human timeline. No. Um, as uh, the book of Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Um, so, you know, looking back at the Christmas story a little bit, it was, of course, not the same, um, but it was very similar. You know, we had an overreaching government. The Romans were very cruel. The um, Jews were looking for the Messiah and hoping that he would come in, you know, on a white horse and overthrow the Roman Empire, which, of course, we know that did not happen. Um, but... That's what they were looking for. They were hoping for something like that. And so that shows, you know, the state that they were in at the time. Um, well, and, and in regards to that, 
we are in a rough time in this country and we can't say it's exactly similar, but we can derive hope from what happened those 2,000 plus years ago in a tiny town, not well heard of, but yet there was prophecies of, in the Old Testament, of Bethlehem. And so today, John is going to share with us the birth of Jesus and the story of Christmas. Reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20 here. Uh, This is out of the NIV for you, uh, my sister, who wanted us to cite our sources. This is the NIV. I can get you the uh, date of publication and whatnot later on. But (laughs) reading from (laughs) Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that had been heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I think I think the amazing thing about this, it wasn't politicians, it wasn't the leaders, it was these shepherds, these guys that hung out with a bunch of sheep. And if you've ever been around sheep, sheep are pretty stupid. Yeah, very. Um, well, and they were actually considered almost outcasts of their society. Um, they were not, obviously, first-rate citizens in their world, uh, meaning their time frame, time period. Yeah. Um, and so for them to be ecstatically excited to share that, you know, the Son of God has been born and the angels have come down to us, I mean, there were probably people thinking, wow, these guys have lost it. And then there were probably people going, what is going on? Um, but it goes to show... And I, and I think the Lord strategically used the shepherds, not used, wrong word, but what showed us that it is, he cares for everyone, not just, you know, an elite class. Not just the wise men. Yeah. He, he also cares for those who are, if, if you will, at the bottom, at the bottom of society, in the world's Minimum eyes. Minimum wage workers. Yeah, at the, yeah. At the, in the world's eyes. Now, no one, in my opinion, is... You may be making minimum wage, but you're not a minimum wage person. Yeah. You're not defined. You are defined by how you act, not by how much you make. And so I think the the great thing about this story, and, um, you know, we can also look at how the Magi or the wise men, you know, found Jesus through this star um, that directed the way. But these shepherds, you know, they're probably sitting out in the field. Maybe they're talking politics. Who knows? Maybe they're asleep. But 
when an angel of the Lord shows up to you, you're going to wet your pants. You, you wake up. <laughs> you pay attention. Um, but throughout all of this, throughout everything that was going on in the culture around them, they were able to find joy and hope through one little child. I mean, there are babies born every day. But this one was special. It brought hope and joy to a bunch of shepherds. It brought hope and joy to an entire nation. And it brought hope and joy to the whole world. Well, it was through his birth as the prince and power of this, well, of the universe. I mean, he, of, of everything. He's not the prince and power of the earth. That's Satan. But he, he's, he is the... God Almighty, he is all-powerful, all-knowing, came down and humbled himself to be in the form of the most vulnerable of our society as a baby. Yeah, as that, and let's let's put it even more into perspective. He was born to, you know, Mary, who was probably about 15 years old. Which uh, was normal at that time. Which was for... normal at that time, but um, she was also betrothed to be married to this guy named Joseph. But they weren't married yet. They hadn't slept together yet. And she was suddenly pregnant. Yeah, as Joseph was kind of like, what in the... That was, that was a crisis <laughs> pregnancy. Yeah. Like Jesus, if, he had, if it was today, would have been a high candidate for abortion. That's... Well, I mean, not to mention, though, an angel of the Lord showed up. So that kind of changed oh, yeah. things I mean, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the angel of the Lord then shows up to Mary and says... It was says, Gabriel, wasn't it? Yeah. And then says, oh, you, you're going to keep this child and you're going to name him Jesus and he's going to save the world. And she's like, oh, okay, I, I guess I'll keep him. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that she was a little bit scared out of her mind going, what in the world? And then I mean, Joseph was about ready, I think, to, to basically leave her. He was go Yeah, he was he was a respectable man and he was going to, you know, let her go quietly. Yeah. But her life was going to be, you know, basically ruined after ruined, that yeah. anyway. In that culture, that's that's what yeah, happened. It would have been very hard. Um. But no, hope and joy was brought to the world through a small child. Um, and this isn't a this isn't you know a plug for being pro life, but I think all children bring hope and joy to your lives. Um, they also bring chaos and tiredness. But <laughs> well, you know, it is the through that birth though we got we we didn't get it. We don't deserve it. The Lord died on the cross for our sins. He completely did everything for us. He was born for us, he lived for us, and he died for us, full knowing before all this that he was going to die for us because he came down knowing that he wanted to save us from our own decrepit problems. And as you look around the world today, and you heard us talk about the craziness of the politics going on and the election, we should be comforted in knowing that it is the Lord Jesus Christ who is in control and who we should seek peace from. You cannot seek permanent peace from anything but the Lord Jesus Christ and from understanding and desiring to be more like him. No amount of money, which we talked about last week, no amount of physical possessions, no amount of guns and security, no amount of locks, no doesn't matter what your job is, doesn't matter where you live, nothing can truly give you peace. And I think this year has done a very good job of showing that. Um, but like you said, the holy triune God who sat at the right hand of the Father when creating us in his image said, 
I will go down there and I will save them. And so he humbled himself and became a helpless child who need, you know, if you've ever held a baby, they need everything from you. Like they are so fragile. They're dependent. They're dependent. Truly 100% dependent. And became one of us so he could save us and give us that hope. And so no matter how crappy, no matter how horrible 2020 is, and we're not trying to poo-poo on, you know, whatever's happened to you because it truly has been a horrible year. Um, we both know people who um, have lost everything. Been affected. And so no matter what, we're able to take that hope through Christ because, as you said beforehand, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yeah, that's, um, I, I mean, that is the pure and simple truth is, we as Christians know that our value is not derived from what happens to us here on earth or it is by through is through Christ and we are to live up to that to the best of our ability in desiring to be more like him. So that is where our value is derived from as a human being and we show that we are good stewards as we talked about in our our last episodes and that we're thankful to him as as per our Thanksgiving episode, we, we touch on that. But we are to always remember in this time of, of joy, the Christmas season, or, or trouble, that he is in control, he's got us, and a Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us uh, in 2020. Um, I didn't, we didn't know what we were going to be doing, you know, at the beginning of the year that we'd be kicking off this podcast, but it's been amazing. Um, it's been super exciting. Uh, we're super excited for 2021. Yeah. Tune in for all the new changes and updates, all sorts of stuff. Um, but until next time, uh, from the already canceled podcast, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year.